Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Please hear me on this. If you're still in that place that you feel like, you know, I read it, but I don't understand it. Can I just encourage you? Would you just tell him that? Would you just tell him that? God, you, you say that this book is, is, is like mama's milk and the only way I'm going to grow in my faith and the only way I'm going to get stronger as a Christian is by reading this book. But when I read it, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm struggling here. You, I need you to teach me. You realize that he promises to do that? God himself promises to do that. God is our faithful teacher. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us through the book of 1 Peter that God is faithful to give us understanding towards his word. Sometimes it can be difficult to read and understand the Bible. However, we should continue to read it and ask God to help us understand. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, turn to chapter one of 1 Peter and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. Just like the last cycle, I, I think, you know, somebody was, reporters were talking about who looked the most presidential. And studies have proven that that matters, by the way. Studies have proven that we are generally going to elect the one who looks the most presidential, which is an unbelievably sad statement about the condition of our country. I could never be elected president of the United States because I'm not tall enough. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not tall enough. It never happened. I had to put on some, you know, some, some I, ha- I used to have some, I bought some, you know, back, was it the 60s, the platform shoes, I couldn't remember what they called, I had some, you know, with the bell bottoms and, man, oh man, the Bible says that you who are children of the most high God need to put off, lay aside hypocrisy, be who you are, don't make excuses, don't be content to stay that way, right, we've already established that who we are is imperfect, and that his objective in our lives is to perfect us. We need to be cooperating with that. Now, here's what that looks like. When you do something that's completely unchristlike, you need to acknowledge it to the people who witnessed it. If nobody witnessed it but your father, awesome, that's great. You kept it between you and him, acknowledge it to him. But if you do it publicly, then you need to acknowledge it publicly. You know, I had to with my children as they were growing up. I made sure that when I misrepresented the Lord Jesus Christ to my children, that I said to my children, would you please forgive me? That was wrong. I lost my temper, right? Whatever. Shouldn't have said that or whatever the case may be. That's what it means. Set aside hypocrisy and walk in humility. That's what it means. You do your best to correct those kind of behaviors. I shared the story before. You know, at one point, my, my son David said to his mother, I'm just... I just wish dad would stop doing that. I, he, he tells me he's sorry he asked my free. I just wish he'd stop. 
utterly broke me because I realized I'm making excuses for myself. Yes, I'm asking his forgiveness, but I'm continuing to do the same thing. I'm continuing to be short with him. I'm continuing to snap at him when I'm under stress. And so now this little six-year-old, seven-year-old, whatever he was at the time, he was over it. I just want daddy to stop doing that. that. The next one on the list is envy. You find yourself struggling with envy. The solution is to take a minute or two to thank God that you don't live somewhere else in this world, like Syria. I mean, we, right, we could make a long list right now of places that we're glad not to be. Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Well, that one should be underlined, right? That's, that's one of those memory verses that should be on your mirror. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Giving thanks to God will combat our natural tendency toward envy. And then finally, evil speaking. There's no place in our lives as Christians for bad-mouthing other people. You know, the Bible tells us we have a debt to God. The Bible says you and I have a debt to God to lay these things aside, to set aside any conduct which is inconsistent with the new nature and identity he has given us. Now, going back to this passage, he says, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you've tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And that's where we get to our word picture. The enthusiastic eaters, the newborn babes, the little kids that just get excited about food. That's the picture that he gives us here in Scripture. You see, many of you still struggle with the same things you've always struggled with because you're not like a newborn baby, eager to get into the Word. He says that should be the way we approach the Bible. And by the way, it's interesting, this command that he gives, and it is worded as a command in 1 Peter chapter 2, desire the Word like a newborn baby. Desire that pure milk of the Word like a newborn baby. The, the idea is, is crave it. And that command there in 1 Peter chapter 2 is actually stronger in the original language than the command to set aside all this evil conduct. Isn't that fascinating? Do you understand what I'm saying? That the imperative given to us in that passage, it's worded more strongly, desire the, the milk of the word. That's stronger than his statement, set aside malice and envy and all these other things. Why? Because it's more important that you and I, listen to me, please. It's more important that you and I focus on spending time reading the Bible than that we focus on adjusting our behaviors. And I'm telling you, so many of us have that backwards. So many of us as Christians, we're, we're so focused on, on adjusting our behaviors and, and, and we get focused, I gotta stop doing that, I gotta stop doing that, I gotta stop doing that. And you know what, if that's your focus, you're probably never gonna stop doing that because it's all you can think about, that thing that you should stop. But he says, if you'll just read the word, if you'll get into the scriptures and nourish yourself, you'll grow spiritually. What does it mean to grow spiritually? It speaks of deeper faith. It speaks of you know, greater spiritual maturity. But I don't understand it when I read it. Well, as I've said to you before, the solution to that is not giving up on reading it. 
right? If you don't understand something, you need to read it again. I can remember times, I was talking with somebody about this just yesterday, you know, back, way back in the day, my office was on Washington Avenue and, and there were some Saturdays, back then Saturday was the only day, I, I, I worked full time outside the church, Saturday was really the only day that I had to just set everything aside and just study the Bible. And, and I remember one Saturday afternoon sitting there and I was so stressed out and my head was so filled with you know, all kinds of other concerns that I couldn't focus. And I, I read a couple of verses and I had no idea what I just read. So I read them again and I still had no idea what I just read. And, and I had to read those two or three verses like seven or eight times before I could get it to just stick. And it wasn't a complex passage. You know, it was one of those thou shalt not murder. You know, it was pretty simple and straightforward, but it just wasn't staying in here. It wasn't, it wasn't remaining with me. I, I would read it and not remember it and read it and not remember it and read it and not remember it. Do you understand? I was so tempted to just say, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going home. But I, I couldn't. You know, sometimes, you know, I think about Pastor Philadelphia. He says, I'm sure God made me a pastor because he knew that's the only way I'd consistently read my Bible. Otherwise, I'd have been lazy and, you know. And I think sometimes, you know, maybe that's true. Please hear me on this. If you're still in that place that you feel like, you know, I read it, but I don't understand it, can I just encourage you? Would you just tell him that? Would you just tell him that? God, you, you say that this book is, is, is like mama's milk, and the only way I'm going to grow in my faith, and the only way I'm going to get stronger as a Christian is by reading this book, but when I read it, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm struggling here. You, I need you to teach me. You realize that he promises to do that? God himself promises to do that? There's some of you your mindset is that you come to church on Sunday morning to be taught the word. Do you realize that biblically speaking, that's an incorrect mindset? The Bible says that, that we come together to, to mutually encourage one another and that you're supposed to be going to him to be taught the word morning by morning. Now I do my best, but I'm just Robert. I'm never going to be the teacher. Now he lives in heaven and he has offered himself to you according to the scriptures. He himself to teach you. He will meet you in your closet, you know, in that private place where you go to be with him. I promise you, if you'll ask him, he'll teach you. He'll meet you. He'll nourish you. But it's up to you because, see, here's the flip side. You will not grow as a Christian without feeding yourself the pure milk of the word. You may be content to die a baby. I don't want that for you. As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Robert, visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. You'll also be able to learn more about Pastor Robert Fountain, the ministry of Main Thing Radio, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. We feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field, and we're excited to see where God will take us in the future. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and for the people who will be touched by Main Thing Radio. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we're featuring Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography, 
a memoir of grace. Pastor Chuck shares his journey, the highs and lows, and how looking back offered a great perspective on how God had had a hand in his life. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.